Hello, astrology and stuff friends. Welcome back to the pod. It's me, Sam Preeti. Before we jump into the actual episode, I wanted to make you aware of my offerings right now. Uh, I am opening up my books for December. And in addition to readings, uh, natal astrological natal chart readings, astrocartography readings, and of course, my newest offerings, Soulful Doula energy work uh, readings, I am also going to make you aware of the gift card, like the digital gift card offering that I have up in the shop. Right now, I have a uh, gift certificates that you can um, give to your loved ones or those you would like to share astrology with in your life. Um, right now for 60 and 90 minute offerings, but I'm also going to be adding a special 30 minute offering gift certificate for those folks who want to gift a uh, kind of a transit reading, a catch up reading. Um, love those 30 minute uh, options. Um, and in addition to that, I'm going to be releasing three new episodes this month of December of astrology and stuff. In addition to the usual weekly Patreon transit talk. Um, if you don't know about the Patreon and you don't know about the four to five extra episodes that are time specific and transit specific that you can get, head on over to patreon.com forward slash astrology and stuff pod, um, or just head on over to Patreon and in the search bar, put in astrology and stuff podcast. And you can see, uh, the ways, two ways that you can help support the show. Um, one of which is you get to opt in for weekly, nearly every Monday, sometimes on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. <laughs> um, nearly every Monday, you get a new 30 to 45 minute episode just about the astrology of the week and how it may be affecting you in your neck of the woods. Well, without further ado, let's jump in to this week's episode of Astrology and Stuff. Thanks again for being here. Hello and welcome to this episode of Astrology and Stuff, a podcast where we try to talk about serious subjects without taking ourselves too seriously. I am your hostess and sacred clown, Sam Preeti. Thank you for being here. Oh, welcome back, friends. Welcome back, self. Uh, this is the first episode I've done in nearly two months. Uh, the last episode of Astrology and Stuff, we covered uh, some retrograde, well, some retrogrades and some uh, eclipses subjects. And those are the only, if you have any uh, familiarity with astrology, uh, personally, or even academically, those are the two reasons why it's been so long since I've had an episode out. So thank you for your patience. And, um, if you are a new listener to astrology and stuff, first and foremost, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And um, thank you for bringing your curiosity and your open mind and your sense of humor. 
And I would also suggest that if you are listening to this podcast to learn more about astrology, um, then I would advise you to start at the very beginning. I go deep into kind of the whys and the wherefores, um, and it's a, in my opinion, I did it that way because it puts it into perspective. And having a sense of humor about these really big subjects and potentially very impact, personally impactful subjects, it always pays to start at a place of perspective, of humor, and of, again, the goal being not to take it all too seriously. And, uh, and then I go into, after a couple of episodes of introduction and kind of laying out the framework and talking about my own personal relationship with astrology, um, we go through the signs and, uh, I take you Aries through Pisces and, um, and we hit the, the broad spectrum general framework of how the signs interplay with each other and, of course, express themselves through us as humans. Now, I'm beginning, this episode begins a, another series kind of akin to the, the, the journey through the signs, but it's a journey through the planets themselves. And I, a, a, an adjective or an adverb, no adjective, um, an adjective that I use a lot with when I describe how I experience astrology and therefore how I communicate astrology is embodied, is one of embodiment. That's an, a descriptor that in, in the new age and wellness and spiritual culture that I find myself right now, it's a buzzword. Uh, a lot of people talk about embodiment and, and I sound snarky there. I don't mean to, I don't mean to be snarky. And if I am being snarky, it's really snarkiness at myself <laughs> and, um, and all of that stuff that I know that's within me that I see reflected back to me by the culture in general. So yeah, I guess I'm being snarky. Um, embodiment can be overused for a reason because it we're meant to be with this right now. We're meant to dive as a culture and therefore individually, we're meant to dive deeply into taking taking concepts and turning them into experiences, turning them into actions, and therefore embedding the concepts and the ideas and the belief systems and literally embedding them into our bodies via practice. And that's a general, that's one way to describe a general term uh, such as embodiment, right? So when I talk about the planets, I am talking about the general practice of embodying these principles and layers of natural law, layers of lessons and experiences that, you know, we're kind of set up to have here. 
uh, on Earth. So our relationship with the planets is going themselves is going to be slightly different than our relationship to and with the signs. Um, I don't know how great you are with visualization and like visual metaphors, but they, they help me out. And if you're not new to the podcast, you'll, you'll remember that I'm such a fan of visual metaphors that I often crowd them into, um, a tiny space, much like clowns in a clown car. Uh, so just bear with me with this. Let's take a ride. So with, um, with the archetypal energy of the signs, meaning Aries through Pisces, let's picture those as a kind of a net or a grid or a set of um, stencils that lay about the earth, right? And information, i.e. light, um, moves through this grid, moves through these stencils and, and applies itself to the earth and, and everything on the earth, everybody on the earth in a particular pattern, in a particular way. Um, and if you go into, you know, physics 101 or maybe 201, depending on which religious-based school you went to, um, you'll learn that, um, that light, it, everything comes from light. Everything can be reduced down to um, particles and subparticulate matter of which light plays a fundamental, maybe the fundamental role. Um, omitting, you know, we're not even talking about dark energy and dark matter because we don't really have a, a lot of vocabulary with which to describe dark energy and dark matter. So based on our, our understanding of physics right now, light is kind of the primary resource. So I'm speaking in like physics terms, um, when I'm describing the role that the Zodiac has in formation of life and formation of existence and formation of our material reality. And so the light moves, the information moves through these particular patterns and these particular stencils. And then it then continues to create and manifest and, and add density via gravity um, and mass and that's what becomes our ways of being, right? That's what becomes our ways of playing out um, our existence. Everything has a pattern and everything has a set kind of rule of, of being. Again, I'm talking about natural law, right? The fundamentals of physics, etc. And the planets themselves... They are, they are the, the embodiments of that. They're not so much of a stencil. They're not so much of a grid. They're not as broad as all that. They are the experiences or they are, they're the experiences of the densification of like concentrated points, i.e. embodiments of those of those, those particular archetypal themes, of those themes of natural law, 
of those general patterns of how things be. And we look to the planets astrologically to kind of get a first layer of um, a first run through of how to bring literally down to earth these very big, uh, broad concepts and these are these broad realities, I should say, because it goes beyond the conceptual right into the literal (laughs) and the physical and the tangible. Um, so when we talk about embodying astrology, we, we have to take a, there's a, a big spectrum of that goes from etheric or ethereal or metaphysical above physical all the way down to the physical all the way down to the embodied all the way down to the tangible and the first a first step along the way is stopping at the planets right the planets is that first layer of taking the broad grid and bringing it down to to human embodiment. Um, and so we're going to be talking about the planets. And I'm not starting with, or and the planetary bodies, meaning the sun, the sun and the moon. Obviously the sun and the moon are not planets themselves. They're luminaries, but they are included within the categorization of planetary bodies when we're talking astrologically. Um, and so I'm not starting with the sun. I'm not starting with Mars because Mars rules Aries. I am starting with Saturn. And the only reason I'm starting with Saturn is because Saturn came first to me in in this idea of like where I wanted to go next within this podcast. And, um, and Saturn, in many, many ways, Saturn plays a fundamental role in everything that I've been spending the last 10 minutes describing, the, the phenomenon of spirit or etheric or metaphysical moving into body, physical, tangibility, density, that because Saturn rules, there, there are two major teachers within the planetary bodies. One of them is Saturn and one of them is Jupiter. And Jupiter, it rules, is the teacher of many, many things, but I'm talking bare bones fundamentals. The law of expansion, the physical law of expansion, and Saturn is the ruler of the physical law of, you guessed it, contraction right? These are the two primary forces at play everywhere. And we could also call it yang and yin, right? Expansion and contraction, the light, the dark, the, and, and already we are all with, with this vocabulary, we are already applying judgments uh, upon the particular, we have value judgments attached already to the language, i.e., you know, contraction is bad and expansion is good and light is good and dark is bad and evil and blah, blah, blah. 
So just be, don't, don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. Just be aware and perhaps operate with a beginner's mind and move forward with that very observational, curious, playful, hello, sense of humor, um, uh, filter, you know, that lens through which we can, we can view this, um, understanding that we're always going to apply. We can't be embodied and not apply, you know, our programmed value judgments to, to these concepts. So Saturn is our great teacher of contraction. Um, and that expresses itself through so many things, a huge, for as much as we, we, you know, human life, human existence, Um, earth life, earth existence, all of our materials of measurement, description, et cetera, that fundamental principle of contraction begins, I would say, most fundamentally with uh, the physical law of gravity, right? Um, Because we've we've learned now, to the best of our tiny brain's ability, um, that time is a result of gravity, or rather our experience of time is actually birthed first by our experience of gravity. Uh, Space bends and formulates itself to the gravitational force that is created by density, by mass, and with it, it creates this phenomenon of time. And if you know anything, if, you, if you've scratched a little bit below the surface of Saturn in your astrological studies, you'll, you'll hear a lot of description of Saturn as the time lord, as the ruler of karma and time cycles, etc. Well, let's, let's break that down a little bit further and try to um, come to that from a place of understanding that because Saturn rules time, um, or Saturn rules time only because Saturn is this force of gravity, is this force of contraction. And what does the force of gravity do? It adds density to anything. So it's, it's this magnetic pull that attracts particulate, particulate matter so that that matter can then add to its mass, add to its density. When things are in Saturn's realm, they gain density in a way that the human body uh, senses that and is able to describe that. We call that heavy. So that's why um, like when people ask me about, you know, crystals and, you know, working with the planets or working with emotional experiences that they're having, um, or, you know, just overall life. Um, I almost always give them a stone like hematite or a metal, like something heavy, uh, because hematite in particular, it, it reminds us that we are in a body. It brings us back to that fundamental law of contraction, of that fundamental law of gravity, of that fundamental law of density, and feel, instead of feeling the pressure of the heaviness, 
Um, the heaviness plus stress equals pl- pressure, the experience of, of pressure. Instead of feeling that, um, that unpleasant feeling because it's derived from stress, we can then we can start to reframe it and start to re-relate to that heaviness and that density as a feeling of safety, um, reminding ourselves that the feeling of gravity, it, it evokes and it speaks to our, our lizard brains and our central nervous system. It speaks to us as safety. It speaks to us as security. It's, it is so in our bones, pun intended, because Saturn rules the bones. Um, it, it speaks to our bones in such an unconscious way. It's as if we're being held by the mother, right? And the, 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 sa- the baby who feels safe and who has never had to kind of worry about being abandoned um, feels so safe in the mother's arms like I like I picture the orangutans, like orangutan babies and mothers. Oh my god, they they are so incredible. And they're just hanging there, right? The 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 orangutan mom might be just holding them with one arm, but the baby's just like floppy, maybe one hand on the hairy breast, and and that's it. And they're just so relaxed because they're not overthinking it because they 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 smell their mom it's in their bones that they are safe because they're being held it's that it's that type of frequency that we are getting on a dna level from the the force of gravity from all of the things that hold us to this earth that is evoked and expressed through the embodiment of Saturn. So astrologically, pop culture astrologically, Saturn gets a a really bad rap. And part of it's for good reason. Going through a Saturn transit, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. And it is meant to strengthen your, you know, using that, that wordplay, it's literally meant to strengthen your heart. It's meant to strengthen your system. It's meant to provide a sense of strength and authority and security. But what the, how the fuck are we going to strengthen all of those experiences and those senses within ourselves without first challenging them, right? That's just, again, that's a law of life that, not that we have to suffer in order to grow, but that in order for things to be strengthened, they must be, their, their, their existing um, level of strength must first be tested, right? Um, and not in a, an old man in the sky, you know, getting his rocks off Old Testament style just by testing, you know, the weak humans and the, the powerless, you know, humans. It's not that story. It's not that archetype. It is the force. It's neutral force of contraction. Okay. And let's talk about birth. Let's talk talk about childbirth. I myself have birthed two humans into this world and I have felt contractions. Um, and whether or not you have done that yourself, um, folks, all of you have experienced birth because you're here, right? You have been the contracted one. You may have not 
been the one who's doing the contracting, but you've been the one who's been pushed out into the world either through the the natural uterine or medically induced uterine contractions of, you know, your mother's uterus and opening cervix and vaginal canal and out out into the world. Um, or like me, you were born C-section. There's still an incredible, even if like my mom never had contractions. And even though I was not pushed out into the world in that way, I was pulled out of a very, very tight space through a pretty small hole still and, and out into the world. And so there's still just like this contracting element, um, of being pushed out into the world. And this method of contraction and expansion, Jupiter or Saturn and Jupiter being in this beautiful, you know, pendulum moving from one end to the other, that, that tracing that infinity loop of, of creation it's, it does nothing but create, right? Um, when we take a very small patch of time, when we're going through, when, when Saturn is doing their best to grow us and to graduate us and to birth us, it can feel like we're dying, (laughs) not necessarily in, in like an existential Plutonian way, um, it's a different flavor. It's a, it's everything moving in. It's the feeling of everything moving in on you at once. It's the feeling of things getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Uh, we feel this in our bones. We feel it in our digestive system. Uh, we feel it in our muscle tissue, our legs, our joints, the marrow, it can hurt going through a Saturn experience because what Saturn is doing is it is crystallizing all of the learning, all of the evolution, all of the progression that we have made up until that point. So there's this really cool word called accretion. And accretion is um, just just a, um, a, a college grad here. I'm not like postdoc geology, uh, person, but accretion is where, um, like you think about the, the, the sediment, uh, the layers of, of the, the earth's crust, um, what was once, you know, kind of loose soil on top of slightly tighter packed soil on top of, you know, bedrock, with the pressure of more layers being added, it gets pressured into developing firmness and developing, um, all the space gets pushed out. So what was once loose soil or like algae or dinosaur bones or what have you through pressure, it's accreted, you know, there's an accretion. There's like these additional layers added to the bedrock. Okay. And then that becomes bedrock and then there's loose soil on top of that or, or falling debris on top of that. And then over time, time plus gravity equals accretion. Okay. And I like to describe that Saturn moves 
Saturn's purpose is to utilize accretion to, um, for the sake of evolution. And so all of like the, the lessons, like think from the past year, okay. The past year you have been, how much shit have you been exposed to? Right. A lot. How much have you had? How many times have you had your mind blown? How many times have you come into a place of awareness? How many times have you learned something new and it felt right enough in your body and to your nervous system that you wanted to apply those ideas through practice, right? To your life. Um, that all of that stuff is floating around in the substrate of um, thoughts and ideas and maybe a little bit more densely through emotions. But in order to make a long-lasting change to the existence, a long-lasting structure of evolved person, of evolved phenomena, of evolved uh, existence, We've got to, it's got to be densified. It's got to be ground into the reality in order for it to sustain. Because Saturn, as ruler of Capricorn, Saturn's all about like, Saturn's all about making shit happen in in like the most truthful way. Because remember, the planetary bodies, they're all bowing to the strongest force of all, and that is that of the soul, which itself is a, a fractal of source, which is the, the sor- it's source, right? It's the source of literally everything. So these planetary bodies, they are all, they have their own, you know, there are natural laws that they too, you know, obey, that they too bow to. And Saturn will is doing all of this squeezing and this birthing and this accretion and this kind of grinding into our bones, our, our evolution, our growth for the sake of, of densifying the higher self, for the sake of the soul. This is all to be in greater and greater alignment with the soul's purpose, with source's purpose, to be in a greater harmony with the rest of the universe, with the rest of natural law, okay? Uh, one, of, one of my teachers, one of my old teachers described, um, I think the Kabbalistic description of Saturn, uh, or one of them rather, is the planet of truth and beauty. And I have... I have taken that and run with it and I've never looked back because it's, it's that, it's that truth that we get from sometimes the tough, the tough parent, the, the tough, um, the, the teacher, the professor, whatever authority figure that you have had in your life who, who you have known, they, they care deeply for your success they care deeply for your happiness. And it's from that depth of love that, or, or, or genuine interest that they, they're not afraid of giving you the hard stuff. They're not afraid of giving you, you know, the bitter vegetables in addition to, you know, the sweet cookies. They're not afraid to, to, um, hold you accountable to finish that work plan that you did. 
because they know that you're going to feel better after it's done. They know that you're going to be, uh, you're going to have a greater sense of success. You're going to have a greater sense of your own internal authority if you clean your fucking room, right? <laughs> There's the parent coming out. Um, it just, it's all for a greater sense of success. And that's that's another, we can kind of feel the Capricorn um, as, as the planetary ruler of Capricorn, Saturn is here to help us embody uh, success, okay? The, the, the planetary partnership, uh, or excuse me, the polarity partnership of Capricorn is Cancer, and the, the uh, planetary ruler of Cancer is the moon. And so um, the embodiment of Saturn that Saturn, you know, leads us to is an expansion of the embodiment that our closest satellite, you know, our closest planetary body, the moon, is consistently taking us through and shifting every, you know, two and a half days, shifting signs, teaching us cycles um, on a very internal, so that we can have a greater sense of authority from a very internal space, from a very micro, like, okay, these are my emotions. This is my ego. These, this is, this is how I feel about it. This is, um, my hormonal cycle. Um, look how things change so quickly, but yet I'm still here because I'm meant to be fluid and I'm meant to be cyclic. Um, the moon teaches us the, the laws of nature on a very micro, um, short term level, uh, a fast cycle. Saturn as the polarity partnership of the sign opposite, as the planetary ruler of the polarity partnership sign of Cancer, there we go, I'm nothing if not succinct, um, is teaching us those cycles, but on the macro, okay? And therefore teaching us where, whereas in, in Cancer and with the moon, we're learning internal authority, internal success. Saturn and, and Capricorn, and then of course in the 10th house, we are having the, the practicing the embodiment of authority that other people can see, that are not only other people can see, but other people are meant to see. They're, we're meant to relate to the world from a place of success. And that is, Saturn is the planet that allows us to embody that. So hold on, drink break. Um, I, I understand why Saturn gets a bad rap because they're not necessarily the tastiest of lessons that we are, are fed <laughs> with Saturn, but damn, if they, if they don't, stay with us for literally the rest of our lives. What I tell myself when I'm going through a Saturn transit, what I tell, I've had a lot of clients since March who are, um, when Saturn entered Pisces, um, who are going through their, their Saturn return, they're inside that window. Um, Saturn is here to deliver lessons and treasure that we will never, ever, ever lose. And not only, like, we don't ever lose evolution. We don't ever lose progress. But this is the, um, like, water. We never lose water, but damn, 
you know, we drink a lot of water and we pee a lot of water and there's a lot of water moving through our bodies. So it's, we're not really meant to relate to like the element of, of water and like the state of, um, the natural state of liquid, uh, fluidity. We're not meant to relate to it in that way with the solids. Like we've got, we can feel our bones. We can, I can squeeze my, 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 leg and I can feel my femur, the the support of my femur inside there. It is undeniable. And I'll be damned. It was the same femur I had 10 years ago. And it was the same, that was the same femur I had, um, you know, 10 years before that. I can look down and I can move my fingers and I see the structure, the solidness of my bones holding up and moving all of those tendons, the, the force of my bones moving is, you know, my muscles are talking to these, you know, these tendons and these ligaments. And yes, it's the muscle and the ligamenture, the connective tissue that's moving, doing the actual moving, but nothing moves without the bones, right? The bones hold everything up. And so in much that way, Saturn is this planet of truth and beauty. It's the the beauty of truth. It's the beauty of undeniable truth. And so much of the time, these Saturn transits are so goddamn hard because it, it confronts us with our own delusions, right? It conf- or, or, you know, less weaponized. It confronts us with where we are operating with an outmoded way of being. It's like, hey, bitch, you know all that healing you'd, you've been doing for the past fill-in-the-blank amount of time? You, how about we cash out, right? How about we, like, or cash in on that? How about we do something with that? How about we account for that? So... Instead, it, it allows us, and yes, Saturn and, and Capricorn in its um, kind of in its expression of uh, its denser expression. And by denser, I'm not talking about physics, any neutral physics anymore. I'm talking about the, the unhealed stuff, the stuff that sticks around a little bit too long. Um, it can, it can be stagnant or it can, it can show up in our human as stagnancy as stability for the sake of not growing, right? Because growing is hard. That That's also Saturn. And we'll get, we're going to get into that. But before we get there, um, there is an, every, every planet has the embodiment of evolution because that's what we're here to do. And Saturn in Aquarius, we just went through that transit from winter solstice 2020, so December of 2020 to March of 2023, um, Saturn was predominantly, uh, save for a brief time in during retrograde, Saturn was um, in Aquarius. And that was really interesting because it's like Aquarius comes after Aquarius ruled by Uranus comes kind of after this Saturnian Capricorn and and kind of Uranus and, and Aquarius's whole shtick is to blow up that which is meant to 
you know, be destroyed or be transformed, be evolved from, um, from, you know, the, the rulership of Saturn. So Saturn and Aquarius spending that time with Saturn and Aquarius, it was really interesting, um, kind of feeling into the, the very nuanced, uh, parts of, woof, of, of, okay, what needs to be revolutionized? What needs to be evolved? And let's extrapolate that from that which isn't meant to be evolved, right? Like, um, the evol- like nuclear warfare or nuclear uh, just total obliteration, um, that's a method of evolution, right? That's, that's a method of evolution. Like one, one moment, everything is there, and the next moment, nothing is there. That's one way to go about it. I feel like Saturn and Aquarius taught us a lot about, okay, friends, we don't have to throw out the baby with the bathwater, Let's, let's find the patterns and structures and systems that of, um, let's educate, let's, because Aquarius is the sign, like the genius. Let's find out how we can inject the genius, the mercurial hermetic genius of evolution of undeniable evolution, <laughs> Un- immovable evolution, fixed air, and, uh, and inject it into the systems that are, are meant to be here, the structures that hold us up, right? I talk about gravity a lot when I talk about Saturn, when I talk about Capricorn for a reason, because especially right now, we are in a time of intense paradigm shift intense death, intense rebirth, intense revolution. And it's like, it's, it's everywhere, right? Cause it's meant to be everywhere, you know, seasons, you know, they are a change in and, um, because change is meant to happen. It's a natural law, but the, it's, it's hard to, um, it's hard to argue with, the law and the force and the structure uh, of gravity and how it's good or bad, right? It's, it's simply neutral and it's incredibly effective. So what Saturn teaches us, especially right now in a time where solidarity and stability and systemic structure is shifting so goddamn fast, um, it feels like it, it's really fucking helpful to get neutral about what systems and structures can, uh, uh, of, about what they actually are, what we have projected onto, like literally when, when I talk about like the system, like the capital S system, the man, the capital M man. That's what we're talking about. The, oh, what did, what did the, the, the hippies call it? The system, the man, the establishment, right? The, the establishment. Um, let's, 
What's so beneficial within times of intense revolution is to get really fucking neutral, is to allow the fire of outrage and anger to move in a productive, creative direction. And that doesn't mean don't be angry, don't be outraged. It means feel the feelings until they start to deplete your energy, until they start to deplete your life force. And until the feelings become way more, you know, you got to stop before it comes to the, the place where the feelings become way more important than what we're actually trying to, to do here. Um, and, and Saturn helps us ground all of that energy because it's literally the ground. It's literally density. It's literally gravity. It's really literally time. And so the embodiment, you know, the embodiment practices with Saturn, um, are ones of structure and schedule and, um, and, and organization, right? So that because Saturn has, it's much like Pluto um, in that it will march, as they say in Steel Magnolias, it will march right all over your face, right? It will, it will, time will march on. And so Saturn always comes through when she breezes through and my met, my favorite metaphor for for Saturn transits, especially if Saturn is um, conjunct one of your planets or like a point, it's as if a Zamboni made love to a sausage grinder and is just like just slowly all the time in the world grinding everything about you <laughs> into a, an unrecognizable mass so that once it's done, you can, there's just pure potentiality. There's pure potentiality and there is the resilience. My friends, those of you who've been through some hard capital H shit, capital S, is there nothing better than resilience? Is there nothing better than going through the horrid shit and getting to the place where you feel a new level of invulnerable, not hubris invulnerable, not like I feel armored and I'm afraid to be vulnerable invulnerable. I'm talking about resilience and resilience isn't hard. Resilience isn't armored. Resilience isn't rigid. It is in many ways, it's the opposite of rigidity. Rigidity is, uh, it's friable. It's, or excuse me, it's fragile. It's breakable. Rigidity is brittle. Um, there's so many metaphors flooding my brain, but I'm going to I'm going to say no thank you for the sake of my ADHD. Um, so the, the fragility of, of rigidity is what we can often feel before we go into or as we are going into that Saturn transit. Um, because what's happening is the old truth is being, we've outgrown it and 
that old truth is, is feeling very hard. It's feeling very heavy. And the only, I'm getting very poetic right now. The only thing that can break that heaviness, (laughs) oddly enough, is more heaviness. It's the the density, the safety, not so we, cause we've, we've built this armor. We have bought into this mindset. We've bought into this paradigm. We have built this structure in the name, you know, Saturn has built, helped us build this structure. And now it's time to build a new goddamn structure, right? Because Saturn's been watching us and helping us evolve this whole time. And it's like, Bitch, you you need a new garage. Come on, you got a a bigger car or a boat or whatever. We need a new garage. Let's it's time to like move this one out of the way and we are hardening ourselves. We've become rigid in our belief system or in our sense that safety equals um um immovability, unchangeability and that danger equals changeability. Danger equals fluidity and shift and change and evolution. And that is a that is a mindset, that is a belief system, that's a paradigm, that's a way of living that literally goes against natural law. So Saturn, and, and I'm really describing Saturn very much in an Aquarian way, um, in tradition in with with this line of of thinking, because um, or I think for many reasons, Saturn's the traditional ruler of both Capricorn and Aquarius. And I've always been very, very resonant with Uranus being, you know, as the modern evolutionary ruler of Aquarius. I've always vibed with that. But as I'm talking about this, I'm like, oh, yeah, I see how Saturn can be both. Um, she, she's got different outfits. She's, she's put on a different wig. Um, so, you know, going back to the point, Saturn comes in and, and literally forces us in the way that gravity forces us to always come back down to earth, to not float away. Saturn forces us back into the natural, into the, 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 the natural law box of this is how things work here reminding us of how things work here. Change always, even change happens, right? So it's time to change. It's time to grow. It's time to shift. And so the pain that we feel within the Saturn transit, it's one of our own rigidity and, and like the fragility. And I am thinking a lot about white fragility because it's, I'm white. I'm a white-bodied person, and I I know what that feels like, and I know what it looks like around me now that I've been, you know, brought to a, I've brought my awareness to it, and so you just you get that thing of like, you know, when you're surrounded by people who who aren't operating out of their resilience, everything will set them off, everything becomes dangerous, and without resilience. We, we grow into that rigid fear and like, I don't want to alienate anybody, but hello, Fox news, right? Boomers and Fox news. Um, it's all right there for you. Um, so what Saturn pushes us and like grinds us up is, is it breaks all of that down so that we can't help, but 
surrender that rigidity of that's always, you know, this is how the things have been and blah, blah, blah. And we finally are able, through that surrender, we're able to come to um, an experience of our own resilience. And resilience is softness. Resilience is flexibility. Resilience is um, plasticity, as they call it in, in, you know, neuro neuro words. And, um, and it's the ability to adapt. It's the ability to, um, and I'm not talking like optimization, bro, adaptation, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking living in alignment with natural law. And that is how, one of the ways that Saturn does it. Um, and she will not be denied. She will absolute, no planet really will be denied because it's, they're, they're neutral forces. They're, it's like, um, our arm will not be denied. What the fuck? Like that doesn't even make sense. Um, but Saturn, Saturn's lack of denial, (laughs) it's, it feel, you can just feel it. It, it holds a, um, it holds quite an impact. Um, and one of the beauty, just such the beautiful things about Saturn as well, that is so goddamn frustrating in the moment because it goes against, it, it evokes the, the vein of natural law that goes so against the patriarchal capital, like hyper-capitalistic, um, only worth, uh, worth only through productivity um, that type of paradigm that we find ourselves in, it goes against that directly. And, and that's why it's so painful. Um, but it, it evolves our, our sense of being is that Saturn moves so slowly. And when we are going through Saturn transits, everything, yes, everything slows down. And in like the, the Chani app and the horoscopes and, and, and all of that, um, when we're going through like a collective Saturn transit, or if you, you know, you come talk to me, you're going through a Saturn transit within your own natal chart, but I'm speaking like more collectively, um, you know, don't, don't plan on things taking the amount of time that you expect them to take plan for longer plan for, um, experiences of constriction, contraction and obstruction, like something standing in your way. Um, in our productivity minded paradigm, Saturn absolutely feels like an obstruction because we have centered everything around linear linearity and forward progress on, on every single level. Um, there's no, we have built for ourselves a world where there is no space to sit down in front of an obstruction. There is no space to be walking in a straight line and a tree you in your in your path there is a tree and the tree forces you to stop. There's no space in our life in our paradigm where we simply stop and and recognize that that moment that we have that tree in front of us it's not an obstruction. It's simply what happens to be in front of us. So let us account for it. Let us uh, consider it. 
Let us observe it. Let us perhaps deepen our relationship with whatever is in front of us, directly in front of us. No, instead, our paradigm demands that we experience and relate to everything that is in front of us as being in the goddamn way and meant to be circumnavigated, not considered, not related to, not observed, but to be brushed aside in favor first and foremost, of the path that we decided was best for us. So when Saturn rolls in, yeah, it can feel like there's obstructions, but what if that's just life happening? Saturn slows us down so that we are so forced into the blissful, ever-generous present moment. Saturn transits remind us that literally all that exists is the present moment and that every single moment is in and of itself an eternal present moment. So yeah, Saturn transits can feel like fucking forever, but honestly, it's it's normal time. It's just compared to our breakneck fucking uh, pace, and our lack of awareness of space, that when we come into a a closer relationship with Saturn, it feels like we're, we're moving at a snail's pace. But it's just by comparison. Saturn moves us into something beautiful that is called deep time. Saturn um, rules karma. And I'm not talking about the fucking, oh my God, my language today, so salty. Um, the, the, I'm not talking about the new age appropriation of karma. Um, that is really just moral, overly moralistic Judeo-Christianity, <laughs> uh, dressed up as a, an ancient, experience and, and, uh, expression of time cycles and deep time. No, karma is deep time. Karma is the weft and the weave of the, the tapestry that makes up existence. Okay. Uh, I began this with talking about how Saturn rules gravity and time is a result of gravity. It's a resultant, it's a beautiful, beautiful expression of gravity and density. And karma is, is the literally, like it's the tapestry that describes how matter coexists through the substrate of time. And so when we're talking about Saturn, Saturn allows us to dip our toe as as these little beautiful perfect flesh bags who maybe spend a little over a hundred years, like max, a little unless you're like a Rishi or a sage in a cave somewhere. Max, you know, way, 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 way max. A hundred five years, you know? We're talking about dipping our toe into the river that has flowed for 
billions of years. That's existence. That is existence. And so when we, we take our teeny tiny little maybe 100 years, that's a, a close-up of a close-up of a close-up of, of like picture a tapestry. That's like one fiber of one micro thread of one, that's an electron microscope picture where you can see that that's the tardigrade on the microfiber. No, that's the algae on the tardigrade. <laughs> you, you see where I'm going here. So when we work with, when Saturn works with us, rather, let's be real. When Saturn works with us, we are able to zoom out. We are given the gift of being able to zoom so far out so that we can actually maybe, if we're lucky, and if we, if we work with Saturn instead of against Saturn, or when we work with Saturn instead of against Saturn, when we embrace the Saturnian parts of us, we're able to see perhaps a little bit of the picture on that tapestry. We're able to zoom out a little bit and see the beauty of that tapestry instead of simply just the teeny tiny tardigrade on the microfiber, on the thread, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so when we move through those Saturn moments, we are brought back into the present moment and things move so slowly. Time, it's so interesting, right? Perhaps we have those moments where time doesn't exist anymore. We have leaned so securely into Saturn that the experience of time perhaps purifies Perhaps Saturn rolls in to purify our sense of time and we get to step out of that linearity that produces so much stress, so much unhappiness, so much pressure, bad pressure. And we're able to rest in timelessness. And it's described again and again and again being in that, the, that sense of being in the present moment is we sense it as timelessness, right? Everything floats out from that, that present moment. There is nothing but possibility. There is nothing but ease and a lightness of being. And how interesting that that can be gifted to us and experienced by us through this densest and heaviest of planets. So as such in our body, um, one final, sorry, one final, that, that whole point was when we are able to experience that, ti that timelessness and we're able to only look at, you know, hearkening back to the metaphor before, just observe the tree in front of us. Instead of, treat, instead of using the value judgment and labeling an obstruction, we're witnessing the tree. We're able to pay attention to the details in ways that we're not able to when we are moving at that breakneck pace. And the reason, I would argue, the reason that 
that um, sat, when Saturn gets shit done, she gets shit done forever. It lasts is because she's brought us down so she stopped us in our tracks so much that we are able to pay attention to every little detail. There is nothing left behind when we go through a Saturn transit, and we need to in order to 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 deliver that level of quality. We, we have to slow down. We have to attend to every detail in order for the, you know, the finished product to stand the test of time, to continue to be here. So yeah, that's another beautiful thing about, quote unquote, the obstructions that Saturn brings us is it forces us to stop and it forces us to not just do something, but to do it well and to do it right and to find the satisfaction and the success in that. Uh, speaking as a Capricorn South Node and 10th house sun and moon. <laughs> um, so the muscle tissue, the knees, the marrow of the bones, the colon, the legs, the joints, the thighs, all of these, these, these are areas of support. Um, and it, they are... They are, uh, so when, when like pay attention to when you've, you've got knee pain, you've got, uh, your joints are swollen. Um, a lot of times going through a Saturn transit, I can have what's, you know, what I used to describe as RA symptoms, rheumatoid arthritis symptoms. I, I've had a, a, a fluttering of autoimmune diseases, um, diagnoses in my, my past, and RA was one of them. And, um, and so I can totally attest to like the lesson learning of, of Saturn, but I would argue rather more it's the resistance against you know, the resistance to those lessons coming in, the new, new coming in, um, it's the resistance that creates a disturbance in the force, you know, that creates a disturbance in those parts of the body. So when the joints are creaky, when they're achy, especially in the knees, when, when the legs, sometimes like, I, you know, I, not from a workout or anything like that, but it's like, sometimes my thighs just hurt for no goddamn reason. And, um, and then we, we get into that, the planet Mercury, which um, it, it governs our fascia. And I can spend a whole other episode on fascia, but I will not. Um, just suffice it to say that the fascia touches literally every mu muscle fiber, and which touches every connective tissue fiber, which touches every bone, right? So there's a, there's a really deep, um, when we are having chronic pain, when we are having like joint inflammation, when we are having um, interstitial or, or like skin and muscle and bone pain and soreness, and you can tell it's kind of like from that inflammatory space, that is an indicator that our mercury is, is it's inflamed or it's a bit out of control and it's affecting our Saturn. Okay. Our our mind is taking on work and uh, um, taking on burdens 
that only our bones perhaps can handle. So when the mind is going too fast, what can we give to our Saturn? Meaning what, when the, when the mind is doing all of the work, what can we sit down and have some trust in? You know, what are we using our, our brains and our thoughts for, um, you know, to do that is actually something that we can rest and be secure in? Um, what are we, what are we demanding happen now that really is a, is a, it's a job for deep time. And that's another reason why Saturn teaches us patience. It teaches us the reliability. It teaches us what we can trust in. It teaches us what we can rely on. And that's where that sense of authority comes. That's where the sense of success comes, really, uh, is when we are able to trust in ourselves or in something. Um, we consider that, like, it's just, we automatically apply a sense of success to that. When something is trustworthy, worthy, when we are able to trust ourselves, when we prove to ourselves our reliability via practice, via that, and it's just a part of the accretion process. That's all it is, is there's this sense of trust. There's this sense of solidness. And so, you know, when the body starts hurting, and this is strictly from an, like an astro-medical, like an, an astrological, you know, somatic space, right? Um, when the body is hurting, when you've got kind of that connective tissue inflammation, you're, what are we refusing to have patience with? What are we f- refusing to trust in? What how can we develop, how can we work to develop a sense of trust? Um, Because I don't know about you, but I would much rather be on the hunt for the next podcast episode or YouTube video or book that I can read that teaches me, that pretends to teach me something different other than trust myself. What? You want me to do nothing? No, I want you to trust yourself and then do nothing. And then like sit down. Saturn just demands that you like just fucking trust and sit. Take a goddamn beat, right? <laughs> so why are you so impatient? Um, all right. So that that's it for Saturn for now. Because I obviously I could go on for two hours. I don't want to do that. And I don't want to do that to you guys. But um, that is Saturn. That's, that's a, just a little scratching the surface of what it feels like to relate to your Saturn. And, um, and you know, it's my goal this winter to develop a little bit more expression and communication around relating to the planets in a much more internal and everyday and pragmatic and embodied way. And hopefully I've done that today. So thank you so much, friends, for being, as always, here. So that's it for this episode of Astrology and Stuff. You can find all past episodes on all the usual listening platforms. And you also have a way to get weekly bonus episodes on my Patreon page. Just search Astrology and Stuff Podcast. 
Bonus episodes are weekly peeks into the planetary transits where we can get into the astrology of the week and how that may be affecting you in your neck of the woods. Each episode of Astrology and Stuff is written, recorded, edited, and mixed by me, Sampriti Ireland. The music you hear is an original work by Angel Wing. You can find all of my offerings at astrogeomantica.net. And again, thank you for being here. Thank you.